Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oh my gosh, it's so cold and snowy. Hugh, my co-host, where are we going? Well, I don't know, but I'm... I'm feeling very cold at the moment. And I, I, I can't see the, the, the forest for the trees or the snow for the snow. Something just flew overhead. I think it was... Oh my goodness, wait, what's that? What, what's can, that through, can you hear through, that? Through the trees? Oh, yeah, I can hear and see it through the trees. It's a log cabin. Let's go over light. to it. Do you think oh. it might be warm there? It might be. Let's, Let's open the, the door. Snow. We made it. Oh, whoa, what's this? It's a magical wonderland! Come ye in, sit ye down. Welcome yourselves to mine turkey and mine ham. It's the Legitimate Likes Christmas Special! It's Legitimate likes looked out to see what they could see, stuff that they could talk about, judged by humanity, to be generally liked, we're here to discuss them, subjects of every single type, hosted by these men, it's Will and Hugh, we're hosting Legitimate Likes, hi Hugh. Hi Will, that was incredible, it's beginning to look a lot like podcast. I don't know, I mean, I went very uh, new and, yeah. I don't know, you know, more... No, no, it makes sense. How yeah. are you, Hugh? Are you excited for the festive period? I am, I am, I'm very excited. I I mean, I know we are meant to be judging Christmas here, but I can't, I'm too excited to say it. I love Christmas! Oh, oh, he's laid his cards down immediately. Yeah, I'm not good at poker. I'm just showing you what I've got, <laughs> and I said, this is what I want to happen. Um, How did you enjoy the introduction to the podcast? Did you enjoy our little hike through the snowy woods? I did, I did, but I'm glad that we've we've finally made it to our destination, um, and I suppose I'm interested yeah. to know what's going to happen next, and who these mysterious hosts are. There are two people who are staring at us like we're weird, but one of them is naked, and the other one keeps walking in on them naked, so... <laughs> That's true. right. That's a throwback. We're both here. Uh, this week, you've got, uh, you've got two producers, well, I, I'd say probably one producer... On you, and then I, I would, you know, see myself as more of an executive producer uh, this week. Mm, I think the executive producer means that you've like basically, basically, you're the money. So yeah, how how has this changed? That's 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 that 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 that's my role. Yeah, sure. Michael sure. has so far taken all of the income of this podcast. <laughs> that's not untrue. <laughs> we haven't attacked him and done uh, like speaking of pieces of garbage. Yeah, I know. That's true. Michael. No, but Will, I think maybe we're thrown by the fact that, for the first time ever, we have two producers. Don't, don't mind me. Who said that? Who, where did that voice come from in the log cabin? Just, just over here in the corner at the mulled wine station. And Michael is currently, um, what are you, plucking a, plucking a goose? What are you? 
Uh, if he's only plucking it now, I mean, we'll be here all yeah, night. Yeah, we'll be, we'll be here all day. This will be like the actual recording of this podcast where we had to wait an hour for my Michael God, to get yeah, started. I, this might not make the edit, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> it spe- most of the time was Michael plugging in a microphone and Anya deciding whether to use the internet or or landlines. <laughs> yeah, can we, can, we, can we acknowledge that one of the four of us has dialed into this as though we're in a businessman's meeting yeah, yeah. in Brussels in 1989. <laughs> uh, it, is, it is kind of funny that Michael and I find ourselves in this weird situation of having no internet at the same time. I wouldn't describe it as funny. I'd describe it as frustrating. Will, we've done quite well, I feel, um, in bullying whichever producer has been on. Do you think that now with their powers combined, do you think they'll be able to fight back or do we just really bully them more? I think they'll turn into sort of like a an Optimus Prime of of idiocy um to be honest mm. the, the, the I, I i don't know the role of producer it's not an easy one but it is one that it attracts a lot of criticism and i'm not going to shy away from mm. that just because there's two of them hugh no no i think you're right yeah see that giant pause like that a producer would have jumped in there but landline and poop face here <laughs> So this week, this week, we're talking about Christmas. How's the new house, Michael? It's great. <laughs> Money bags over here. <laughs> that, was, that, felt, that felt unfair. He'd finally started doing some producing and you changed the subject. Yeah. Actually, both our producers are in new houses. So, God, I tell you, Will, seems like, seems like two of them... Two people from this podcast have done very well, whereas you're still wearing the same dressing gown you've been wearing every episode, and I'm stuck in my bedroom. Don't out me as a de-gowner, jeez. People think I'm wearing a full tux in this, and now now they'll know I'm wearing a dressing gown and nothing else. Um, so this week, guys, we're talking about Christmas. How's okay. in your house, mate? <laughs> it's great. It's great. It's great. So this week, we're here for the Legitimate Likes Christmas Spectacular. Yeah. Uh, so Michael has been hard at work making False. a <laughs> money. <laughs> what we have decided, I think, to call Michael's Yuletide Wheel of yeah. Mayhem. Sure. Yeah, I was going to call it the Christmas Wheel of Fun, but yours is actually way better. So let's let's go with that. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, Michael and I had a pre-production meeting earlier, and Michael <laughs> realised halfway through the meeting that he didn't have to physically make the wheel, and up until that point. <laughs> He was going to create... Could he, could he not just dial <laughs> into the wheel? <laughs> Michael never really understood the form. Well, Anya, the in, the, in the time since we spoke, um, you know, actually, it really is a shame that this is an audio medium because the listeners can't see the considerable effort and expense that I've put into building this very large roulette wheel behind me here. And as you, as you yeah. can... Yeah, I put that together in a few short hours. Um, at, at, yeah, his two children are standing behind it, crying. Yeah, yeah. Is that real blood that they're covered in, or is that is it fake blood? Have you like? And did they did they always not have the the fingers, or are they like? Is that just like a? The purpose of the Christmas Wheel of Fun uh, is to choose what topic we're talking about. There's a lot. There's a lot to talk about over Christmas. We could go in any direction here, but as you can see, we've got three segments on the wheel. We're gonna we're gonna spin it to decide what we're gonna talk about. Um, and so those options are Christmas songs, Christmas movies, and Christmas food. And yes, I will be, be spinning it three times. Uh, we will talk about all three. So arguably, the roulette conceit, not, not necessary. But uh, let's, let's, mm-hmm. let's give it a go. What if, what if we come up on songs all three times? Uh, I, there's a, an algorithm within uh, the wheel to ensure that that will not right. happen. Yes, yes. <laughs> The wheel is rigged, in other words. <laughs> the wheel is rigged, yes. Yeah, this is confirming a lot of my suspicions that I have about algorithms. <laughs> uh, and then in terms of the quiz, we're going to pepper each segment of the wheel with a little bit of trivia at each segment. That's right, Anya. Uh, yeah, but I guess the, the thing is, though, that pepper feels like a condiment, whereas like the quiz is the main meal. So I... <laughs> Think of this one as Christmas tapas. Yes. What? Served, served as they as they you are cooked. You brought us to a traditional log cabin and are serving us tapas. Yeah, yeah. Imagine that. We break into a, a cabin in the woods and they serve us tapas. This is ridiculous. Yeah. That would Only, be amazing. It's more of a selection box. Let's call it that. 
Do you have selection boxes in England, Will? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got like, you open a selection box and it's got like patatas bravas <laughs> and it's got like a croquette in it, a couple of chorizo bits. What do you guys call selection boxes? We call them box de selection. <laughs> you know, just normal, <laughs> normal stuff. You probably call it like a pudding box or something. <laughs> a tiffin pack. A, t- <laughs> a tiffin pack. <laughs> a crumpet bundle. <laughs> They're actually all Will's stripper names as well. <laughs> Michael, should we uh, spin the Michael's Yuletide Wheel of Mayhem? Please, Anya, give, give it a whirl there. I'm not doing that. All right, all right, I'll step up. I'll just, I need to fire up the generator here. Put your sparkly costume on and uh, get spinning. Unfortunately, the generator used to run this is quite loud, so you'll have to give it a second to, to fire up there. Okay. Sorry, that's not how things work. It's not, oh, this is loud, therefore it's going to take a while to get going. <laughs> uh, no, 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 that's not how it works. takes longer. Generally, loud stuff takes longer. I think that's a rule, and it's a fair rule to abide oh, yeah. by. Okay, like Concord. Okay, here we are. We're on our first topic. So, the wheel has landed on Christmas songs. Okay, so to get us going, as always, got a, got a couple of questions. We've got two questions, I think, for you, right? Um... So the first question is, in the Christmas classic, Band-Aids, Do They Know It's Christmas? I'm going to give you three lines, and I'm going to give you three artists, and you have to tell me who sings which line, okay? Okay. So so your your artists are are Bono, Boy George, and George Michael. So Bono and the two Georges. Bono and the two Georges. So so we got, but say a prayer, pray for the other ones. Okay, so that goes, but say a prayer. Second line, throw your arms around the world at Christmas time. Throw your arms around the world at Christmas time. I think that's how that goes. That's it. That's it. And then the final one is, well, tonight, thank God it's them instead of you. And tonight, thank God it's them instead of you. But really, it's not you. It's me because I'm Bono and I'm more important. Obviously, Bono. Um... That was a dreadful Bono, though, Hugh. I'm sorry. Yeah, like yeah, Bono that's, himself. That's what made it. That's what made it a good yeah. Bono. Yeah. Okay, so so we're na- we're nailed on for Bono on the last one, right? So so is it which of the Georges sings "Throw Your Arms Around the World" at Christmas time? I reckon the first one is George Michael, and the second one is Boy George. And I don't I don't know why. I think. Uh, yeah, let's go with that. Will so they what? The first one is Michael. The second one is Boy. Yeah. Do you know George Michael's real name? <laughs> no. I think it's Georgios Kyriakos Paniatou. He's Greek. Anyway, <laughs> wow. Okay, well, you get a point for, for answering the question correctly, and you're going to get an extra point for that as well. And which um, is gonna th- also, uh, uh, George is the name of like a childhood friend of mine. Great, great. No more points, though, what Will. The, what? You've, you've got your extra this point. This is absolute you've got favoritism. But it was literally a boy called George. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Why is this not... Michael, no. you've got a lie on you. On you, you step up. Right. Oh, so, Michael, we're yeah. you, you, Anya, you can right. give points too. I, I'm awarding a point to Will, Michael. Thank you. Okay, Thank so you. they've got yeah. they've got three points. So actually, Will got all three points there. Zero for Hugh, but you'll combine. Oh, hold on, I gave you his Greek name. <laughs> he Greek named it all over the place. <laughs> okay, 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 Jeez. okay. Fine, fine. Points oh. all over the show. Okay, now. I thought this was a Christmas episode. I thought this was the episode of giving. In, in legitimate likes, uh, uh, in true legitimate likes fashion, I'm going to give you three Christmas songs. Okay? That's not our fashion. That's just a number. That's what people do in quizzes <laughs> all no, the time. No, two, two of them are real. And yeah. one of them... Like I've made up. I made up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So the first Jingle time. bells, jingle smells, jingle bells. <laughs> two of them might be the same. <laughs> So I love that format of questions. Yeah, you do it quite well though, Anya. Yeah. Now we're back to the old days when Michael Michael used to change like letters in the words, silent letters. Okay, okay. So two real, one made up. Uh, first one. I'm not clear on the format, Michael. Sorry. Oh, well, <laughs> you, so, sorry. It's a thing that um, Michael invented, which is basically asking a question um that mm-hmm. has three answers rather than one okay okay like abc but possibly. Yeah. no no because only one of them is correct no it's the same as abc it's the same as abc <laughs> go on michael okay go on. okay first first one have a cheeky christmas yep 
Second Sorry, one. What's the question? I'm your, I'm your turkey and you're my ham. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Michael's just talking to his wife. <laughs> and then, and then the third, the third one is, I'm gonna put some glue around the Christmas tree and then in brackets, so Santa Claus will stick around all year. <laughs> okay, I love that. I love that. Okay, um, well, number one okay. is 100% the cheeky girls. Um, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm correct, pretty sure I've correct. heard of that. Um, number three is so incredible. And if if Michael did make it up, I'm not going to take back everything I've said about him, but I will give him a point. I'll give yeah, him yeah, back yeah. one of those he points. He can get one of the points from the um, answers. Yeah, yeah. The second one, I'm your turkey and you're my ham. Like, I've known Michael a long time. That is like something Michael would say. Yeah. I've known him for so long. I'm pretty sure he said those words to me at some point. Oh, you? I'm your turkey and I'm your ham. I feel like That's he said nice. it this episode. I, I thought he'd already <laughs> brought up turkey and ham. Yeah, I think he had. I'm just wondering why Anya decided that her impression of Michael was like someone from Fargo. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, gee, Lester. It's like, um, no, it's like, Stephen Avery on the phone. <laughs> I'm... Uh, yeah? Turkey? And ham? Yeah? I don't think Michael has it in him to make up that if, third song. If he invented the last one, he deserves the point that we Actually, lose. I'll tell you what, Michael, can you sing us a line from each of them? Yeah, even if okay? you don't know what they sing, are. Yeah, sing us a line from each of them, please. So, I'm your turkey and you're my ham. <laughs> I'm your turkey and you're my ham. No, no, no. You have to sing it, Michael. <laughs> yeah, just say <laughs> it. Just sing it. I haven't necessarily heard it. I'll give you some songs. backing. There's a long acoustic intro. That was absolute gold and you just flushed it away. Baby, I'm your ham. There we go. Okay, and, and that was great, Michael. Well done. And now, what about the glue around the Christmas tree? Yeah, I mean, I don't. I haven't heard. I haven't heard. Michael, it. sing a line. Oh my god, we know you haven't heard it. The game. <laughs> he was trying to make an entertaining podcast. He's just saying, make up some songs. And the best thing would be to fail and everyone will laugh at it. The worst thing would be to go, oh, um, I don't quite know how, how to do that. Actually, I made one of these songs up and I found the other one on the internet. So I haven't I heard the Cheeky Girls um, number. I, I didn't look at the, I didn't actually watch the video of the song. I just read the lyrics because I was dialing in. Oh, hey, Hugh, can you sing that famous Christmas hit? Fairy lights are up my butt. The fairy lights. Well, how did they get stuck? The fairy lights. Oh no, the they're in my butt. Yeah. Oh, Hugh, I wish, I wish you'd just questioned me. I wish you, I wish you'd thrown it back to me and questioned it. I haven't heard of that one, Will. Actually, <laughs> that sounds like made up song. Actually, I just want to say the impressions of me are they're all over the place. They're all. You sounded like they're... you're being deposed. <laughs> I would like to make very clear that uh, I do not know any of the lines of this song. I have not known them. If I did know them before, I no longer recall them and did not recall them at the time I was, that I was yeah, initially I was trying to be impartial, so I didn't look up any of the lyrics, yeah. so I wouldn't be able I've, to answer yeah. a question like this. I've given you all the information you need to know to answer this question. Which is what the podcast is about, is information. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right to not indulge us on that. That's a fair... You produced the heck out of us. Well done. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, to be honest, with Anya being the producer, it's got a bit frivolous. It's got a bit fun, you know, and that's right. not yeah. all we've been about. I think we actually slipped into the comedy podcast segment on iTunes. Yeah, that was embarrassing. Wasn't <laughs> it? No, we're, back in, we're back in self-house. <laughs> you made up. You made up the glue one, Michael. Yeah, you made. No, no. Surely not. Yeah, we are saying. Oh no, no, sorry, we're not saying that. Yeah, sorry, we're I saying which was he made two. up. He made up the ham. He made up. Yeah, the, yeah turkey and ham. I made up the ham. And how does that go, Michael? I did. I'm your turkey, and you're my ham. You're my baby, and I'm your man. Fair enough, fair enough. That's all you needed to do, Michael. All you needed to do. It wasn't funny, but at least it was slightly embarrassing. (laughs) So, Christmas songs. Have at them. Best, worst. Do you like them? Do you not like them? How long do you want to hear them for? Do you listen to them all year round? It's a good question. 
Um, I I love them. Um, I love I love all things Christmassy pretty much. Um, I would say though, it took me quite a while to get to know a lot more of the the pop songs around Christmas. I, I guess I grew up more with with the carols and uh, and I knew a handful of uh, of pop songs. But to be honest, you I'm surprised you don't think the carols are pop songs. I mean, some of them are. You know, some of them are pretty pretty poppy. Some of them are certified bangers. You could you could boogie to them, you know, couldn't you? <laughs> I'm absolutely happy hearing them uh, all December long. I'm happy hearing them a little earlier than that. And if I happen to want to, you know, bash out uh, one of them in the middle of June, then I'll do that too. Um, but but yeah, fav- will you have a favourite Christmas song? And I, I'm going to say Christmas song and Christmas carol because I do differentiate between the two. Yeah, I think I, th- I think I do. I I really like uh, Tim Minchin's song "White Wine in the Sun." Oh, I don't know it. Um, an Aussie Christmas song. Oh, it's an excellent. Yeah, I often listen to it, um, and that, I think that's really brilliant. But then I also, I really like the Nat King Cole Christmas album. Okay, old school. Um, th- yeah, which is really brilliant. But to be honest, I'm I'm quite easily pleased when it comes to Christmas songs. There's one that the <laughs> I think it's Krista Berg, the spaceman came oh, traveling yeah. that's, on a ship that's my from it's Banger, that's a soft. tune. Yeah, it's so weird, yeah. but I really like the sci-fi ness to it, and it reminds me of like being in my family kitchen and when like preparing for in. a Christmas pie. Yeah, it's great. What about when uh, Christmas carolers come to your door? What do you do? Be honest. Literally never happened. This to happened you. to me yesterday. This happened to me yesterday. And. Uh, well, I was really surprised. I was like, it was a couple and their son. And they started singing and I just went, I, I don't have any change, which I didn't. <laughs> and then the little boy started saying to me and I was like, oh, what? And his mum was like, no, no, it's okay. And then they, then they left and I felt terrible. But see, then you, you hear all this stuff that, that it's a ruse to case out your house. That's a nice Christmas. I mean, they're casing out your front door, but. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got windows, mate. So what, you, you three would all indulge. Nope, someone showed up in my house the other day, I opened the door and I just said no and closed the door again. So <laughs> At least I apologised. So, so this this happens regularly. It's yeah. it, never uh, in my life has a I mean, it's, it's, in the door. It's another it's simply a, a seasonal form of begging. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, you are going to be visited by three ghouls on Christmas here. So how many times, how many times, how many times, how many times when someone comes to your door, do you give them something? All the time? Every single time? If I had had change close to me, I would have given it to them. Sure. Close to you? Like within a house. I'm so sorry, none of my money's close to me. Uh, No, but if I had money in my pocket, I would have given it to them, but I wasn't going to, you know, like, just... Move. You weren't going to move for it, yeah. Well, I wasn't going to be like, if our house had been ransacked. I just, I just want to ask, because I think I've been in this situation only where you're just not wearing any clothes. Is that the issue? (laughs) No, I was fully clothed, Michael. You, you weren't there. So it was. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I've been surprised before. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, You've been surprised as the person walking into the room where someone was sleeping. You're right. You were surprised that time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. God must've been hard for you. Um, yeah, no, carol singers don't tend to pop up on my doorstep. I know it's not Never. it's not that common them. a thing, but I think it's uh... Well, what would you do? These the three of us arrive at your door. Yeah. Uh a Jeste Fidelis. What do you no, do? No, we'll, we'll sing well, whatever you he- want. Let me hear it. Let me okay. hear it. One, two, three. Uh I don't know the words past the day for days. Did you not learn so, it in Latin? Jesus Christ. I don't think we're know. earning... I don't think we're getting anything off Will. I think his dressing gown is staying shut. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that's not what you're meant to get from someone, Michael. Jesus Christ. Let's go carol singing and see who opens their dressing gown for us. <laughs> Holy oh, God. They gave us 10 <laughs> euro. I wish they just flashed me. <laughs> You must be so disappointed when you go caroling. I guess I, I've never experienced it, and it—I don't know. I've only ever seen it in the movies when it's this like cool, like whoa, yeah. exciting, lovely, like Christmassy thing. So it's sadder in real life. I feel you know. Most things are. 
On that note, what's next, producers? Okay, we're turning to the Christmas Wheel of Fun. I hope it sounds again. Let me just get the dynamo whirring here, and off we go. Oh, it's songs again. Whoa. (laughs) What a surprise. We've landed on foods. Christmas. Songs again. Christmas foods. Whoa. Okay. Well, I wonder what questions they've prepared for this eventuality that was there was songs landing on it twice because it's, you know, a one in three chance. So, so we're going to start off with start off with two questions, okay? First question, what is the most popular Cadbury's rose? Hmm. Okay. What's your favorite one, Will? I'm pretty sure a strawberry dream is the best Cadbury. So that's rose. my favorite one as well, and I always take it early. Whereas actually, you should leave it because most people don't like the strawberry ones. I feel. Yeah. You know? Whereas. That's an interesting. I didn't expect. I'm glad mm. that you also like strawberry dreams because most people shoot oh, me down I love for it. this. I isn't is the purple one involved? The hazelnut, in the, the hazel with the orange, the hazelnut swirl. Is it? So Costa Coffee in the UK have released a coffee. That's like the purple one, I believe. I imagine yes, they would the most people popular. would have you guys up against the wall for that. <laughs> Sorry, Ornia, what we heard there was, I think you guys oh. would be up against the wall for that. Basically like, uh, Ornia, that was like Stephen Hawking threatening us. <laughs> That's what that sounded like. Oh my God. <laughs> 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 oh, we've, we've broken well oh we're gonna have to cut that out of the zoom and put it in <laughs> um oh god um michael we're uh, we're going for yeah the purple hazelnut swirl so you're right in terms of cadbury's roses the most popular one is the hazel and caramel which i think is is sort of round purple with the with the golden fringes okay Doing well so far. Okay, now I've got another question here. Uh, two of these things are real. One of them I've made up. Okay, so so this is sort of taking a legitimate likes. Uh, yeah. Classic quiz. A- exactly. Yeah. So okay, so I'm talking about specialists or, uh, or Christmas regional dishes. Okay, from around the world. Okay, okay. so mm-hmm. uh, the feast of the seven fishes. Uh, represents the significance of the number seven in the Bible, and uh, it takes place on Christmas Eve because you're not supposed to eat meat then. Um, and that's from Italy. So the Feast of the Seven Fishes. Um, then we've got, uh, okay. coming from Austria, we've got the Nackerstrudel, which is deep-fried plums soaked in the fat of last year's ham. Um, and then coming from Russia, we have uh, diced pickled herring that's layered under diced potato carrot, beetroot, and onion, and then chopped, uh, topped with chopped boiled egg. Often fashioned into elaborate designs, it's known as herring under a fur coat. So, Feast of the Seven Fishes from Italy, the Knackerstrudel from Austria, or herring under a fur coat from Russia. Okay, can you, can you just give us a line from each of them? <laughs> what does Knackerstrudel sound like? I, mean, I, I know what it sounds like, and I'm scared to say anything. But Nackerstrudel are, are, are delicious. They're juicy. They're 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 deep fried, and then you bite into them. There's sort of a juicy, meaty and fruity uh, taste to them. Um, Plums and ham. He's done. Yeah, he's done very well here. Yeah, I believe all of them. Well. Um, so we've got the fur coat. Yeah, we've also... got the Nackerstrudels, and we've got the fishes. Sorry, yeah. I think it's Macker Strudel, is it? Macker. Uh, so it's K N A K K E. Like maybe um, maybe umlaut strudel. If it's got uh, an umlaut, it would be Naker strudel, I think. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, now you sound like you're coming in from Edinburgh. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a read, Naker strudel. <laughs> I don't know, Will. I mean, what do you think? The feast of seven fishes. Mm. Think that's a real Michael makeup, right. do you? Well, how seven courses of fish seems smelly a little bit bonkers. Well, no, no, I mean, well, yeah, I think fish is ridiculous. And the first human to have smelled a fish and gone, hmm, that smells like something I want to eat, I think is a sociopath. But that's that's by the by. 
seven fish feast right is that going to be like seven courses or is it going to be just seven ways of doing fish like a michelin star restaurant like oh we only do fish here mm. i i don't know how that's gonna go down oh listen i mean i always try and do this by getting into michael's mind and seeing which is the one that uh well again it's no polite way of saying this someone like michael would have come up with um i think he made up the fish one will Although I do, I do think he really wants to eat the plums and the ham, but I think maybe he has eaten them. So I think he made up the fish. Yeah, the the, the also the like the detail of it being last year's mm. ham, like that feels. He's already given us a question. One of the questions weird. he's made up already though was about ham, and he wouldn't have been lazy enough to use the same uh, food in both. Like Would that he wouldn't not? have been the that Would a professional not? producer wouldn't do that. So. Yeah, Anya would no. have done that, but Michael may well have done. Anya's um, currently yeah, I, through I to the operator in France, though, so I mean we can't get anything from <laughs> her. Let's. Well, I don't know. What do you think? My call is the fish. Wait, what? We haven't even talked about the 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 egg under a fur coat. Herring under a fur coat. Oh, my main. Now I have a question. No, I know the answer to it. Michael. Michael wants nutritional yeast capsules or something he doesn't want actual mm. food he used the word diced too many times oh i okay because he said something diced then another thing diced, diced pickled herring and layered under diced potato carrot beetroot and onion are you gonna dice all those things i don't know hugh i my instinct was the fish because i don't understand how people could eat seven different iterations of fish in one night especially on christmas eve but We've all done bad things on Christmas Eve. All right, Michael, you, you made up the fish. Hugh, you're right. I have eaten the Naker strudel, but only in my dreams. That's that's the one I made up. There you go. The last ham was a giveaway. Ham. Uh, yeah. Last year's... We should have known. Last year's ham. Like, they would have had to wait from January to December. Okay, so finally managed to trip you up. Ah, it doesn't feel so good now, does it? All right. Well, favorite Christmas foods, right? Here, for, for discussion, for discussion, what are our favorite types of chocolates, right? Because when you look at them, be it quality This is treat, the most it... Michael question ever. Talking about Christmas food, when you eat so much food, and he's like, but what bit of chocolate do you like? <laughs> no, I got a Tesco chocolate Santa, and it was delicious because I bit <laughs> off his head first. And it was so tasty. And then I got a reindeer, and his antlers were lovely, and it was really thick down where the feet were. And I have you it. ever heard of lint? Have you ever had a caramel? Oh, Jesus, they're so lovely. There a golden been, crisp. Oh, that they are the fifth and sixth, respectively, impressions of me so far in this episode. Well, that's where we are. But you know, what? the only make, one making a bad one is you. So. So I want to throw something in, into the mix. Christmas pudding, Hugh. I know you like to make it. Do the rest of you like to eat it? Yeah, delicious. It's better than Christmas cake. Better than Christmas cake. I'll it's see. my favourite part of the meal. Will, you've had my Christmas pudding. I have, yeah. Didn't I pour a flame? You set it on fire, actually, yeah. But I think in a good way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was delicious. Also, my, my grandma used to have in her, in her loft, she'd have um, Christmas puddings hanging from the beams. They're just like sitting there. Was that like year. as a warning to other Christmas puddings? <laughs> but yeah, you know, Christmas pudding's great. Christmas cake is, is also... Christmas good. cake's a little like, dry, though. It's a little dry, you know? Well, if you make it, probably, yeah. Yeah, what would you put in your Christmas yeah. cake, Again, Michael? If you make it. Uh, Dust and pain. Just flour and money. <laughs> flour and money. <laughs> Michael's cookbook. I've been meaning to ask you about some of your baking, so I've heard that you've had an idea for savoury cookies. Michael had this idea when we were in college, so I always okay. enjoyed baking, as as we may have discussed before. Yeah, yeah. And I make, uh, you know, chocolate chip cookies, which are nothing special, but they're nice and easy to make. And, I, and Michael said to me one time, he said, "Do you think we could make savory cookies?" And I was like, well, "I'm like, what do you mean, like kind of crackers or something?" And like, what would you? And he was like, "No, no, no. But if you took your normal cookie recipe, okay." And I said, "Yeah," because I didn't know Michael as well as I do now at that time. And he said, yeah. "And instead of sugar, you just put in salt." Oh. Okay, Ooh, you were so yeah. close to being so sensible. hundred and something grams of you salt. So yeah, close. absolutely. And then he said, "And instead of chocolate chips, you could put in chunks of mushroom and ham." 
So what I'll give you now is you're getting you're getting take your flour and your butter and uh, sort of knead it a bit and or mix it up together until it resembles crumbs. <laughs> then stir in yeah what 140 grams of salt let's say. Um, okay. Yeah that's that like I I mean I don't mean to interrupt you Hugh but like he just doesn't understand how to make no. things like what what he's saying in principle. I'm like, interesting. Yeah. Let's try it. Thank it's a you, little bit of like Lemba's bread. I'm glad someone else agrees. No, no, I'm not on your side oh, okay. here. <laughs> oh, you, like, if Hugh then said 140 grams of salt and you were like, yeah, cool, you, you are in the wrong. Okay. But, like, I wouldn't, ha- I wouldn't said to a group of friends that it would be cool if you had, like, <laughs> you had, like, an opposite microwave that would cool things down in the same time. And everybody laughed That's at me. That's awesome, Will. And I didn't understand I why. Really I really like that idea. Thought, that is so cool. It's like a blast chiller. What do you want to cool down though in that time, but not freeze? Or do you want to freeze it? Do you know what? I don't know. I don't actually know. I don't have. I don't have any calling for it anymore. To be fair, I, I just said it. I thought I was being clever. Everyone laughed at me, uh, and said things about science and like energy being taken away and given. And I didn't understand uh, yeah. it. They so. sound like great fun. Hugh, I think you're forgetting what I wanted to pair this with, though, which was a range of savoury milkshakes. And I think the only one I could think of was a pate-based milkshake. Oh, my God. Which, oh. <laughs> which... <laughs> okay. Michael, like, I I jumped to your defence because I thought it would be, like, a, a nice thing to do. And now... I like that Michael like thinks that foie gras is not cruel enough. He wants to put the goose <laughs> in a blender. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, you just want a pint of bechamel, of warm bechamel. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Yeah, like the the cookie thing. Like I I do understand. Like it's interesting to experiment with cooking. Mm. Like it's yeah. great, but like also there are boundaries that are there. Yeah, for a exactly. Reason. No, experimenting with cooking shit. is fine. Will I think in terms of oh, you know what? I actually think this taste would be a little nicer. But when you go Frankenstein's monster at it, that's the problem. I am. I tell you what. I'm going to prove you all wrong. I'm going to make these cookies. I'm going to eat them. I'm going to enjoy them. Michael, will, it's been come back 15 you, years since you said it to me the first time, and you have done. You have made yeah. nothing in the mean. Two children aside, also, you have made Michael, nothing I, in the meantime. <laughs> I don't mean to be rude, but like you making them. And you enjoying them is not proof of it being worthwhile. Okay. If if you make them and we enjoy them, that's a whole different thing. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I do like at Christmas. I like mince pies. Now I'll tell you about this. Now I favour a short crust pastry, not a puff pastry. When it comes to a mince pie, and what I want to see is a deep fill. And in that in that fill, I'd expect to see sort of notes of citrus as well you know coming through on that the other thing is i think all christmas desserts are really just a vehicle for cream you know it really is like when it comes to christmas i want a sort of a four to one ratio of cream to dessert it's really just about cutting through that cream that i'm that i'm shoveling into my mouth <laughs> michael when was the last time you um sprayed an aerosol can of whipped cream into your mouth Michael, I didn't think anyone actually bought those those things of whipped cream because it's not real cream. It's like it's the fastest way to deliver cream to wherever you want to get it. Yeah, yeah. If you look, if you can think of a better way to get some pressure behind your cream, I'd like to hear about it. <laughs> you sound like the byline of every junk email I get. <laughs> <laughs> supposed to be discussing in this episode because it's well, what what food do you okay let's all let's, over the place michael just un like unsolicited just told us his favorite <laughs> mince pie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. which no, like you didn't say beforehand by the way guys come up with your favorite oh, mince pie well at least like, a mince pie is a christmas food as opposed to when he's like let's talk about christmas food what about a cadbury's fudge bar <laughs> well, well you're a you're a vegetarian or, or whatever um, what do you eat at Christmas? Yes, or whatever, specifically. Uh, ah, he's asked an okay question mm. there. That's fair. Um, I, <laughs> there was, I, I tend to have a nut roast, right? And there was and a, bit of a, a bit of contention. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, have a nut roast. And it's, it's lovely. But my main, my main favourite thing is just, like, having the trimmings and enjoying a, like... 
the family time at the meal and b not having contributed to murder you know like that's the sort of my favorite thing about christmas you know when you're about to have the uh, roast potatoes and you realize they've been done in goose fat that's always devastating yeah that i mean para para me i i, I don't really mind about that if if like my in fact because I'm, I'm quite laissez-faire with my vegetarianism i don't want to ruin everyone else's day and if they want to cook it in whatever i'm like look my main thing is about not contributing to the industry so if you want to do goose fat or whatever fine so one year we were like let's do goose fat and the potatoes weren't as good yeah yeah it was good i imagine with like beef tallow that they would be a lot better because that has a lot of flavor but goose fat doesn't have flavor it just has a bar- yeah like chips done beef point. whatever that beef dripping is are, are very nice yeah, yeah. But i just i have a don't ask don't tell policy <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you just order the burger yeah, and- <laughs> yeah i was like oh who's to say who's to say yeah 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 and then it turns out afterwards the burger was gay and serving their country <laughs> fuck how do we how do we feel about turkey about turkey's sort of uh, preeminence at Christmas time. Oh, I know you guys. Guys, I'll take this as the vegetarian. Yeah. It's dry. It's bad. It's a waste of time. Don't get it. Have a slow roasted lamb and enjoy I, your I'm, life. I'm with you, Will. I'm with you. Yeah, I think turkey's or, not a good meat. Turkey's dreadful. I'm going to throw down some meat knowledge for you. If you're going to have a turkey, what you need to do is a maybe brine it overnight, or buy a meat injector or a fluid injector that you can get for meat. Melt some butter and inject butter into the turkey. That'll give you a, um, and also then spatchcock the turkey, and that'll give you a nice turkey on Christmas Day. I mean, I think generally, I think we probably need to do an episode on it. But like, roast mm. dinners generally, like if you if you don't care about the meat, it's like, who gives a shit really? Like, it's all about the fixings, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like roast roast potatoes, gravy, and Yorkshire puddings, great. But like, and I I love Christmas, but also if someone said to me like this year, because my my family all eat meat and stuff, and I love I love all of that, and I love the roast situation, but it's like if if we had an Indian one year, I'd be absolutely delighted. Okay, and we're on to the the third and final segment on the Christmas wheel of of, of fun. Oh my god, it's landed on songs again. <laughs> what are the chances? Whoa, it's one in three. Those are the chances. That's why it's landed on it three times. Now, okay, so Christmas films. Uh, so I want to talk about Hallmark Christmas movies. I don't know if you guys are familiar with them. Uh, I know the word Hallmark yeah. and Christmas and movies. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, so you know, it's like there's a Hallmark TV channel in the States. It's a bit like the Disney Channel for adults, and they release a huge volume right. of movies especially christmas movies okay so i'm going to give you the three plots and you have to guess which one is i have concocted okay, okay. so the first uh, hallmark movie is the christmas train where a cynical journalist tom must get from dc to los angeles in time for christmas and his only option is to take the train which takes four days and arrives on christmas morning our second movie is the shepherd and the snow globe a Chicago-based snow globe maker spends Christmas in her hometown where she meets off an off-the-grid shepherd and they show each other the true meaning of Christmas. And our last one is a gingerbread romance. So in order to earn a promotion, a beautiful architect must represent her company in a gingerbread house competition and she partners with a local baker who shows her the magic of Christmas. I, I just want to say, I just want to say, for the first time I'm sitting on this side of these questions, this is an excellent question format. I don't know which is the right one. I love it. I love every option. I want them all to be real. Great, great question. That's how you write a question, Michael. So I think the first one is a little bit too boring for Anya. I think if Michael was asking the three questions, it would have been the train, because that's shown the least imagination. But I think the train one, it's just a guy getting a train for Christmas. So I don't think that's interesting. So Tom is going from DC to LA. Yeah, whatever. Also, is there... Can you get from DC to LA in a, on a train? Not on one train, probably, but although maybe no, but maybe oh, I'm sure you can. I'm sure you can. Maybe. You can cross the continent. Um, the, the second one, one, yeah, the second one again. I feel, and I again, I like delving into all your psychology. The phrase "off the grid shepherd" has very strong on your vibes. <laughs> yeah. You know, what was the the the, the other person? It was and the a snow globe manufacturer. I mean that that I'm feeling. I think that's yeah. on you there. The last one, then the gingerbread romance. See, that one ended with shows her the magic of Christmas, and the second one ended with shows her the true meaning of Christmas. Um, I'm kind of torn, but I like the off the grid shepherd. Well, what do you think? I think the snow globe maker and the shepherd. That feels made up to yeah. me. 
But I'd watch it. I think that's the one that's wrong. Oh, I'd absolutely watch all of it. Okay, so on your... I want to know what happens to Tom. Anya, we're saying number two. Yeah, you're absolutely right. The shepherd and the snow globe is invented. Still got it. Well done. Nailed it. Yeah. Nailed it. And then our second quiz, I'm just going to give you some rapid fire first lines from Christmas movies. You need to tell me what they're from, okay? Amazing. I I owe everything to George Bailey. Help him, dear dear father. Yeah, go get an angel. uh, Angel's wings. It's a wonderful life. That's the one. Yeah, very good. Inside a snowflake, like the one on your sleeve, there happened a story you must see to believe. The Grinch. Oh, he came to play. Whenever I get gloomy with the state of the world, I think about the arrivals gate at Heathrow Airport. Love Actually. Very nice. Three for three. Well done. That's, that's all I have. <laughs> haven't seen two of them. I didn't, I didn't know I had that knowledge. I'm so proud of myself. That was, that was great. Yeah, so Christmas movies. What what what? What are our best ones? I'm going to say right now that I... So I like watching movies at Christmas, and I think watching movies with your family at Christmas is lovely. But I don't feel like I watch Christmas movies in particular. Home Alone is great. um, uh, But, like, yeah, I I watch movies at Christmas, but I don't think I watch Christmas movies, really. I mean, what what would you say are are the biggest Christmas movies? So I think it depends, like, so say, like, when we were a bit younger, there was a real golden age, like, Home Alone, Miracle on 34th Street. Mm. What was, what was the one, Jingle All the Way, was that the one where Arnold Schwarzenegger had to get the... a great film. Never seen Had to get the, uh, he had to get the, like, the action figure. Turbo Man? Was it Turbo Man? (laughs) And, uh, so there was a real kind of, I mean... Michael, that sounded like Arnold Schwarzenegger was from Loud. (laughs) I'm going to get Turbo Man. (laughs) Get Turbo Man! Oh, God. I'll be back. My name's Schwarzenegger. Arnold. Arnold with an A. Arnold. Arnold. And one for Governor, California. I can't do Jingle All the Way in a loud accent. Um, yeah, what would you guys consider kind of classic Christmas films? I think the Christmas, the film watched most uh, after Love Actually, because I think Love Actually is, the, is, 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 is just on repeat at Christmas. Uh, it's probably Die Hard. Die Hard is a, such a Christmas film and like a, a real staple of Christmas viewing in my house. I, I watched that for the first time um, last Christmas. And actually, Michael, when you were in my house years ago, you saw a photo of my mum with me in the 90s and you were like, oh, that looks like John McLean's wife. <laughs> <laughs> Which it kind of did. Ali Gennaro. I could see that. Yeah. 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 Well, my mum had like a pink blazer with like shoulder pads, and it, yeah, it was very, very diehard. Yeah, yeah. It's Holly McLean, Hugh, and don't don't make that mistake again. Uh, interesting. Your take on that? Uh, I would uh, go with the name that she chose to give herself, but whatever. <laughs> no, no, don't respect her choices. <laughs> but I'm planning to watch the second one for the first time now this Christmas. Oh, great! great. Watch great two film. and yeah. three this Christmas. Spoil yourself. Yeah. Okay, go nuts. Um, Will, do you watch Christmas movies? Yeah, uh, there's a classic one that we watch, which is Nativity, uh, which has a lot of um, children improvising in it, which is very funny. But um, And Home Alone's great. Although, Michael and I have had this discussion before, I have always maintained that if they let Joe Pesci play his normal character in that film, it would have been over a lot faster, kid would have had a pen through his throat, and we'd have been done 15 minutes in. <laughs> Do you think partially, like you just couldn't make a film like that now? A film, a film like that now. Why? That, uh, I, I, don't, I just don't think you'd be allowed to play that level of gratuitous violence now. Oh no, it's fun violence though. It's it's slapstick, like it's tripping down Some the stairs though, and being hidden paint pots and things like that. Oh, you know the bit where Marv stands on the the broken baubles. Oh, like. <laughs> I, I, I yeah. don't know. But Anya, I love that, like, your idea of unbearable violence in films <laughs> is someone getting their feet a bit caught. Yeah, in the film where they get burnt, they get hit in the face, they get knocked Like, down. in a world where Saw, you know, has been one of the most popular franchises and where Squid Game has just become the biggest show ever, and you're like, no, but he, oh, like, he got, his toe got caught. Stepped on some baubles. I mean, I mean, when he gets electrocuted, don't you see his skeleton through him? <laughs> like, isn't that one of the bits? 
It's one of the biggest failings of the, the the remake, I think, is that the slapstick comedy isn't funny, and it's not less violent necessarily. Mm. It just doesn't, and I, I don't have enough of a, a vocabulary to understand really why the physical comedy doesn't quite land, but it it just it, it doesn't. But Nativity is a great Christmas film. I like watching Christmas films. I think it's it's. Oh, I've never heard of this it's Nativity nice. thing. Oh, Nativity is great. Martin Freeman uh is 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 the star i guess that's how you define it <laughs> and uh it's like 2006 it was made and Ooh. it's about a guy uh, a guy directing his nativity play at school he's a primary school teacher and lots of kids being very funny sorry no just speaking of nativity i've told you this before i'm sure you've all started in nativity plays i was the owl in the nativity play i'm not sure if that's come yeah the before. classic owl at all yeah. nativity scenes non-canonical i think yeah I think he was a spy sent from King Herod. <laughs> That'd be your role, Michael, wouldn't it? You wouldn't you wouldn't actually have the guts to kill the kid yourself, but you'd report back. You'd be like, yes, the baby's there, and he's only being guarded by uh, a donkey, so you'd be fine. <laughs> and, another, and another impression of me. <laughs> and he'd be looking for overtime because it was Christmas as well. Will you pay me now, please? Because I've done my job. I've betrayed the baby. In about a, in about 32 years, I don't know who have I gone. I've gone very someone there. I've gone very a poor Carrington. <laughs> oh, dear. Anya, tell us about your nativity play. Were you the Virgin Mary? No, so the way the teacher cast us was, you have to go up to her and say your name. So I'll go around the table. Right, so Michael, what's your name? Uh, Michael. So she's like, okay, the owl. Hugh? Hugh. Oh, I think, I think, uh, you know, St. Joseph. Sure. Will? Um, Rumble Pump. Oh, I think a wise man. So anyway, I barreled up and thought, this is my chance to get a great name, a great role. Said Anya, what'd she say? Oh, I think Ox. (laughs) Oh, I think Ox. What age are you at this time? Eight, I'd say. (laughs) Ox. Harsh. The ox, as Hugh pointed out, is usually just painted on to the scenery. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't talked about presents at all yet. Christmas presents. I hate the idea of presents. I love Christmas. I hate presents. I I hate the stress of getting presents. I hate the stress of giving presents. I don't like... You know the way people are like, I don't like the pressure of getting presents. I also don't like the pressure of giving presents. I don't like, I don't like anything about them. And one of the best things that has happened... Uh, is that uh, since we've been married, uh, my wife takes care of the presents for, for everyone. And it's been one of the most uh, successful uh, you know, aspects of our merger. Uh, I think I we should get that. her in here to see what her take on this situation is. You are a monster. <laughs> yeah. You know, when people, have, when people have kids, one thing that people will often say is, Christmas is so great because like, and maybe the, when they're one or two, maybe less so, but then as they get older, it's amazing because you get to have all that magic of Christmas again. And you're like, Jesus Christ, I have to get my, those two, ch- holy God. Imagine thinking about something, someone I love Imagine would like, thinking about and then someone else. money for it. I wonder. I wish I had a woman to do yeah. this for. So it's fair to say that your love language oh. is, is not uh, gift giving, Michael. Exa- thank you, Anya. That's exactly it. Yeah, his love language is quiz. My my love language is email. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's just like I like we're all around hanging around together. Like you're there with family. What's the need for presents? You know, I just don't need Because it. a well-chosen present is You love capitalism. I don't understand. But a well-chosen present is lovely. Yeah, but but that that implies that every present is well-chosen and there might be one or two people I'm like, "Yeah, I could get them a good present." But everyone, no, it's not going to happen. So don't make the effort then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What about you two? Are you are you present buyers, present givers? I love, I love, um, yeah, I love buying Christmas presents. I love. It's not necessarily that I find it easy. I, it can be tough to think of ones for people. But no, I love, um, yeah, getting presents for other people. Receiving presents, it's always nice. I never have any idea what I want. I mean, if you give me a book or two, I'll be happy. Um, but yeah, I love it. Love giving presents. Love wrapping presents. Love having presents under the tree. Uh, absolutely love it. And yet, yeah, and yet, I don't have anyone to give presents to. Apparently, you know, this is the way the world works. I'll probably end up. I'll, yeah. Do you know what'll end up happening? Is Michael will be like, oh, I don't need to give presents because you give presents to my children. You know, <laughs> which I will. I'll end up, you know, blowing all my money, spending 
buying presents for Michael's kids because they don't get anything from their dad. <laughs> and they'll be great presents. They'll be great presents. I'll think them through thoughtfully and and he'll be like, oh yes, well I don't know. Well, Hugh, we'd really prefer if you'd contribute towards their school fund. <laughs> I I really think that's what we'd all I mean, prefer. Again, I don't think I don't think that's all Michael wants out of this friendship. I think he's got more sense than that. <laughs> I think there's a way we can make this very tax efficient as well, Hugh. If you leave it until January for the next tax year, I think that make would be sure, best. Make sure to claim back on those presents. My children are tax deductible. <laughs> oh my god, what has this become? So I think I think what we're proposing to do, uh, Michael, with your uh, permission or agreement, is to do a little rapid fire whether or not you think the three things we've discussed are legitimate likes. Yeah. 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 Uh, Michael, do you want to spin the wheel? Yeah. So, yeah, he's separated this fake wheel, which, uh, listeners, doesn't exist. It's uh, fake. Come on, Will. There's no That's wheel. That's the magic of Christmas. If we believe it exists. Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. So, Christmas songs. Yes yeah. or no? Legitimate like. Christmas songs. Wait, we have to. Okay. Sorry. You've, separ- you've separated Christmas into three yeah. categories. Yeah. Songs, movies, and what? Chocolate. The other one was. <laughs> yeah. Chocolate. This is like when Michael separated reality TV into competition shows, which aren't reality TV, um, and airport shows. And those were <laughs> yeah. his two categories. Like um, Christmas songs, yeah, absolutely love them. Like I say, I love hearing Christmas songs any time of the year, really, to be honest. Yeah. I will. I will. Uh, it's funny because sometimes when I'm in school and the kids will ask me, like, from halloween or even earlier occasionally say can we put on christmas music and i really want to every time but because i need to maintain some (laughs) discipline i'm like girls it's the third of november and i'm like but i'm with you i'm really with you in spirit (laughs) yeah they're definitely christmas songs are a double l from us legitimate like christmas food legitimate like double l nope i mean Aside from the Christmas pudding, if I never had a traditional Christmas dinner again at Christmas, it's not that I don't enjoy it, I do, but I wouldn't mind. As Will says, if you had a different meal, and then maybe I could just wheel out the Christmas pudding for dessert, then I'd be perfectly happy with that. So I'm kind of torn. Will, what way are you going? Yeah, I mean, the main thing for me is that turkey is like the the big thing, and most people are like, oh, I don't really care about turkey, it's dry and it's crap. And then mm. I, I just think it's like, it's, it's silly. It's silly. Everyone should just eat what they want to eat. Yeah. Do you know what? I, I love, I like the Christmas dinner, but I'm going to vote down Christmas food. Yeah. Take that Christmas food. Mainly because of Michael's description of mince pies earlier. Food is taking an L. Food is taking an L. And Christmas movies. Christmas movies for me. So first of all, as I said, I... I feel I haven't watched a great deal of Christmas movies. I've seen Home Alone a lot. I've seen It's a Wonderful Life. seen Miracle on 34th Street. I like watching films at Christmas. I do like watching classic films at Christmas. So I like a Mary Poppins at Christmas. I like watching Mm -hmm. The Sting or Butch Cassidy films like that at Christmas. But Christmas movies... While I while I like uh, while I like uh, I love a good rom com I love a good heartfelt movie I love a movie that's got a bit of emotion going on I don't like the and I'm using the word not in the sense that I only used it earlier the sort of more cloying hallmarky type uh, movie and I think no I just want to watch a good yeah. movie at Christmas and if I want to watch the Godfather Part Two at Christmas I'm going to watch the Godfather Part Two so I'm voting down it is Christmas yeah. movies are not a legitimate like. Yeah, I would say probably the majority of Christmas movies aren't great because there are a lot of them that we don't know about. I think that's about. fair. And I think that's fair. Like, also, you have to do a lot of heavy lifting to say that Die Hard is a Christmas film. There's always that debate because it's set at Christmas. Mm. And it's not really a Christmas film because it's not cloying and terrible. Mm. It's an action mm. movie. And I think by, by that logic, you have to be able to watch whatever you want because that's what Christmas is about, enjoying yourself. So I agree with you, Hugh. Christmas movies is a category. Yippee Kaye! Two losses on the wheel of fun for uh, for Christmas, but I think overall we all like Christmas, right? We're not gonna we're not gonna say Christmas. Like Christmas, Christmas, Christmas is a legitimate like, right? I love Christmas it. Is the best. I love it. One of my favorite times of year. Maybe my favorite yeah, time my, of year. Like my problem is with Michael's wheel. Yeah. Uh, like I don't like Michael's wheel that separated into three arbitrary categories that he wanted to talk about. But Christmas, Christmas is great. It's nice, isn't it? All right. Well, I mean, to, to, to all the listeners, I suppose, happy Christmas. Thanks for thanks for putting up with us. Will, do you think it was worth coming into this log cabin? 
No, do you know what? I think it's sort of changed my opinion. And next time I'm walking through the woods and I see a snowy cabin, all made of logs with like lovely warm windows, instead of going in, knocking on the door and seeing who's inside, I'm just going to walk past surreptitiously, set fire to the back of it and leave <laughs> and hope it burns to the ground. This This whole episode has been like, it's a wonderful life. But Hugh and I were standing on the bridge thinking everything's fine. And then we suddenly were transported to this terrible cabin full of idiots. And then we got transported back and we thought, thank God we're on this bridge. Let's go home and have a lovely Christmas together. Thank you for listening to Legitimate Likes, our Christmas spectacular. We will be back next week for a discussion of another, well, perhaps a more controversial uh, holiday, New Year's. And until then, it is Happy Christmas from me, it's have a wonderful life from me and from our producers. Happy Christmas! God bless it's us, the most everyone. Wonderful time of the year. Quick, Hugh, pass me that Zippo. I'm going to pour some petrol on the bottom of this cabin. Oh yeah, burn it to Let's the ground. Get out of here! They'll never know. Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.